Chapter Six of the Dawn of Medieval Europe, four seventy six to nine eighteen, by J. H. B. Masterman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Justinian. The death of Theodoric coincides with the beginning of a revival in the empire under the great emperor Justinian. In 518, Anastasius, the emperor, died, and Justin, the commander of the Illyrian imperial guard, was selected by the soldiers as his successor. He was an Illyrian by race and had served in the armies of the empire for fifty years. His nine years' rule as emperor was marked by few events of importance. He was illiterate and unaccustomed to civil business, and adopted his nephew Justinian, for whom he had provided a thorough education as his colleague. On his death in 528, Justinian succeeded him as sole emperor. The empire of which Justinian now became undisputed master had been strengthened and enriched, by seventy years of almost unbroken peace. Occasional frontier wars gave occupation to the army without seriously affecting the prosperity of the people, while an efficient body of officials conducted the administration. Justin, by his profession of orthodoxy, had closed a long-standing dispute between the emperors and the church authorities, and his nephew was therefore able to exercise autocratic authority both in church and state. Justinian had already shown himself an eager student of all departments of knowledge, and when he became his uncle's colleague he quickly developed great powers of administration. His industry and grasp of affairs were the wonder of the court. Unemotional and pitiless, he ruled his empire with an unwearied diligence that left little time either for sleep or recreation. While deficient in the highest qualities of statesmanship, he was able and ambitious, and was well served by the officers whom he gathered around him, and to whom the carrying out of his schemes was entrusted. Before he became emperor, he had married Theodora, a woman of remarkable beauty and force of character, who had been a dancer at the theatre. Whatever her earlier life may have been, she appears after her marriage to have given no opportunity for scandal and to have been forward in promoting charitable works. Soon after Justinian's accession to the throne, the celebrated Nika riots gave her the opportunity of showing her strength of will. Of the two factions in Constantinople, Justinian's dynasty was supported by the Blues, the Greens being generally hostile. Encouraged by the imperial patronage, the Blues appeared to have created something like a reign of terror in the city, till at last Justinian determined to assert his authority. An opportunity for doing so occurred in January 532, when a faction fight began in the city which ended in the two factions joining together to attack the authorities. After some days of rioting, in the course of which a considerable part of the city was burnt, the people seized Hypatius, a nephew of Anastasius, and compelled him to be crowned as emperor. The fate of Justinian seemed to hang in the balance, and some of his ministers advised him to fly, 
but theodora repudiated the suggestion with indignation and declared that empire is a fair winding-sheet emboldened by her words the emperor determined to abide the issue belisarius with all the troops that could be got together was sent to attack the rioters while narses the chamberlain was sent to bribe the leaders of the blues and sow disaffection between the allied factions belisarius marched to the hippodrome where the people were assembled and breaking in with his army began a massacre in which it is said about thirty-five thousand people perished the blues and the greens still went on and disturbed the peace of the city with their contests but their political importance ceased after the great nicus edition and the throne of justinian was never again menaced by their attacks the reign of justinian is notable especially for three things his conquests his laws and his buildings justinian's great desire was to restore the ancient glories of the empire by reconquering the western provinces that had been lost to it in the previous century the time was propitious for such an undertaking the teutonic kingdoms in the west were no longer ruled by their first conquerors but by their degenerate descendants and moreover the teutonic conquerors had not succeeded in winning the support of the roman population in the lands that they had conquered in italy especially they remained practically a garrison in a hostile country the first of the western kingdoms to be reabsorbed was the vandal kingdom of north africa there a catholic king hilderic was deposed by an arian rival Jalamir the usurper met the protests of justinian with insult and in five thirty three justinian equipped an expedition under the command of the great general belisarius the roman fleet arrived after a protracted voyage to find the vandals entirely unprepared for defence and belisarius marched to within ten miles of carthage before he met the army that the vandal king had hastily collected after a hard fight the vandal host was broken and the victorious romans entered carthage amid the cheers of the provincial population who welcomed the imperial army as their deliverers from the hated vandal yoke one more fight outside the walls of carthage finally broke the power of the vandals and belisarius came home in five thirty four bringing great spoils and the vandal king as a captive to grace his triumph Jelamir was generously treated by Justinian and allowed to live in Phrygia in comfort to the end of his life. North Africa became once more an imperial province. The story of the reconquest of Italy has been already told. It began with Belisarius's conquest of Sicily in 535 and ended with the victory of Narses in 552. Two Persian wars interrupted this campaign in the west the first of these lasting from 528 to 531 was the war in which belisarius won his first laurels it ended in an inconclusive peace the second began in 540 and was due to the fear of the young persian king chosroes that as soon as justinian's campaign in the west was over he would turn eastwards and overwhelm the persian power resolving to take the initiative he marched into syria and captured and sacked the great city of antioch the third city of the empire in wealth and splendour belisarius was recalled from the west to meet this new danger 
and three years of indecisive contest followed interrupted by the great plague that ravaged the whole east in 542 soon after belisarius falling into disgrace at court was recalled and the war dragged on for two years longer ending in a five years truce in 545 at the end of this time the war was renewed the centre of contest being the district of colchis on the shores of the black sea at last in 555 the persians made peace abandoning colchis in return for a cash payment the chief importance of these persian wars in their bearing on european history was that they drained away the military and financial resources of the empire and were among the causes that necessitated the heavy burden of taxation that justinian laid upon his subjects a large sum was also spent in subsidies to hunnish and other barbarian tribes on the northern frontier to buy off their opposition while the imperial armies were occupied with the italian and persian campaigns but it was not only on war that the resources of the empire were expended justinian was a great builder in all parts of the empire churches aqueducts bridges fortifications attested his wealth and energy supreme among his architectural triumphs stands the great church of saint sophia in constantinople on the site of constantine's church of the divine wisdom which had been twice destroyed by fire Antimius of Tralles was the architect of the new church, for the adornment of which the temples of Asia and Greece were plundered of their richest marbles and columns. When completed, it must have been a spectacle of unparalleled magnificence with its great dome in which the sunlight seemed to grow, its hundred columns and its golden altar. St. Sophia became the model to the whole Eastern world for centuries and remains still the greatest example of the Byzantine style of architecture. But of all the works of Justinian, that which exercised the greatest influence on after times was his codification of Roman law. After the establishment of the empire, the imperial constitutions issued by the authority of the emperor took the place of the leges passed in the comitia, from time to time these constitutions had been collected into codes the last collection having been made in the time of theodosius in four thirty eight but since that time many fresh constitutions had been issued and justinian determined to set about the compilation of a new code that should be simpler and more complete than any yet issued a commission of ten men of whom the quaestor tribunian was the most important undertook the work in five twenty eight and in the following year the code of justinian was published this was followed by a much more difficult undertaking much of the roman law was not in the form of constitutions but in the form of opinions given by lawyers of recognized authority responsa prudentum as they were called very much as english common laws based on verdicts given by judges in the past these responsa had been collected in many large volumes but they had never been arranged in any system and often contradicted each other justinian determined to put this mass of material into order and he appointed a new commission in five thirty for that purpose it took seventeen lawyers three years to read through all the existing collections of responsa eliminate contradictions and superfluous matter and arrange the whole in one series of volumes 
the code thus drawn up known as the digest or pandex became henceforth the recognized authority for roman case law besides these two great works justinian issued a manual of the principles of roman law in four volumes especially for students the institutions the administrative work of the empire was well conducted under justinian but all other functions of government were subordinated to the supreme necessity of raising funds for justinian's wars and buildings and the payment of the army of officials who conducted the administration of the provinces justinian's expedients for raising money were often discreditable he is said to have sold offices to have confiscated the property of private citizens and once at least to have attempted to debase the coinage an attempt only frustrated by a threat of insurrection much of justinian's energies were spent over ecclesiastical controversies into which there is no need for us to enter he claimed the most autocratic authority over the church in the empire and wrote several treatises and letters on doctrinal questions in december five sixty five justinian died his reign of nearly forty years while it restored italy and north africa to the empire for a time had exhausted the eastern provinces that constituted the real strength of the empire even before his death there were ominous indications that the resources of the empire had been overtaxed and almost immediately after his death the collapse of his system showed on how unsubstantial a foundation it rested had justinian instead of turning his ambitions westward concentrated his attention to developing the defences of the eastern frontiers of the empire the crescent flag of the prophet might never have waved over jerusalem or antioch and the course of human history might have been different to a degree almost impossible to exaggerate the latter half of the sixth century was a period of misfortune for the empire the persian war broke out again in the east while the newly conquered lands in the west were overrun by fresh migrations of barbarians justin the second five sixty five to five seventy eight who succeeded his uncle without opposition declined to continue the subsidies that his predecessor had paid to the persians and to the avars and other tribes on the danube the result was that the empire became involved in a war with the persians that lasted for nearly twenty years while the avars began to break through the northern frontiers of the empire four years before his death justin lost his reason and was succeeded by tiberius the second five seventy six to five eighty two a distinguished military officer whose short reign of eight years was chiefly notable for an attempt to win popularity by remitting many of the most oppressive taxes but as tiberius tried at the same time to propitiate the army by rich and frequent donations he left to his successor a depleted treasury and an impoverished empire just before his death he nominated as his successor one of the best of his generals maurice who reigned for twenty years from five eighty two to six o two striving manfully but vainly to carry on the affairs of the state with a bankrupt exchequer and an army constantly on the verge of mutiny finally in six o two the danubian army rose in mutiny against an order to winter in the open and under their leader phocus marched to constantinople 
maurice fled with his children but was pursued and beheaded by order of the usurper dying it is said with the words on his lips just art thou o lord god and just are thy judgments for seven years from 603 to 610 constantinople suffered the brutalities and incompetence of focus and the empire seemed on the verge of destruction when deliverance came from an unexpected quarter the exarch heraclius who ruled north africa for the emperor rose in rebellion and fitted out a fleet which he sent under the command of his son heraclius in the spring of 610 to constantinople heraclius met with no opposition and the tyrant phocas was handed over to him in chains and sent to share the doom of his predecessor one most important series of events of these troubled years remains to be noticed while the lombards were pressing into italy and the persians ravaging asia minor hordes of uncivilized barbarians came across the danube and settled in the balkan district the earliest of these invaders were the avars of the same race as the huns they had moved westward from the highlands of central asia and appeared now in the lands north of the danube for a time they received a subsidy from justinian as a kind of frontier guard but soon after the accession of justin the avar shagan or king made a treaty of alliance with the lombards for a joint attack upon the jepidae a teutonic tribe occupying lands north of the danube the outcome of the attack was the destruction of the jepidae and the acquisition of their lands and the neighbouring province of pannonia by the avars who now became one of the strongest powers of central europe for many years the relations between the avars and the empire were generally hostile intervals of peace being purchased from time to time at the cost of heavy subsidies while these contests were in progress men of another race were finding their way into the devastated lands of the balkan district in ever-increasing numbers we cannot yet locate with any certainty the primitive home of the slavonic race the slavonic language belongs to the aryan or indo-european family of languages but the early history of it is unknown all that is certain is that the slavs began to drift into the empire from beyond the danube in the third century in the same way that teutons came into gaul from beyond the rhine the word slav or slave appears to be derived either from the root slovo a word and so to mean the man who speaks intelligibly or from a root slava meaning glory but so many people of this race passed into the hands of german tribes as captives in war that the word slave originally a title of honour became the name for an unfree man the slav migrations at first insignificant gradually grew larger as the weakness of the empire and the desire to escape from the avar yoke at once tempted and drove them across the danube they came into the balkan peninsula not as the ostrogoths or visigoths had come to ravage and depart but to settle there as permanent occupiers of the land they were a savage people primitive alike in their methods of agriculture and war they settled in small communities and carried on a constant guerrilla war with the roman authorities it was impossible to dislodge them from their shelters among the forests and mountains if a body of them were lured into the open and exterminated the successful army might be assailed among the woods by an ambushed foe armed with poisoned darts so at last 
in all the lands from belgrade to adrianople and from the mouth of the danube to the frontiers of greece the latin language gave place to the slavonic and the roman empire in the east was cut off by a new barrier from her ancient provinces in the west End of chapter 6